Welcome to Presence Church Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit presenceoc.org. Yeah, I just, I just want Jesus. How many of you guys want Jesus? We get the house lights to come up. How many of it's your first time here? Just raise your hand. First time here. Wow! Thank you so much for coming. We honor you. There are so many great houses of worship in Orange County. We invite you to check them all out. You know, find out where your home is. Find out where your family is. That is really bright. My goodness. It's like a halo on my head, you know. Sing a Beyonce song, halo on my head. We just honor you guys. You know, um, we're all part of one big church in Orange County, but this might very well be your family. I invite you to come back a few times. That's not helping. I don't know what's going on right here. This is cool. We, we like to play with the lights around here. It's incredible. I'll come back here a little bit. Could you guys turn those down a little bit? Because I can't see anybody. I like to look at people while I'm preaching. I like to look in their eyes and just see the smile, see Jesus in you. Turn to your neighbor and say, I see Jesus in you. It's like those cheesy Christian t-shirts that says Jesus inside. We invite you to come back. If this is your first time here, come back a couple times. See if this is your family. We'll help you find another community if you're looking for a certain thing. But God has a specific place for you. He's knit you into his body for a specific reason. He just wants to put you in a place where, you, one, you feel known, and others know you. And that together you worship Christ together. Uh, it's awesome. We have great home groups. Dude, I love, the, I love your home group, man. Your home group's awesome. Just like people get healed there all the time. I was watching uh, the on Facebook, you guys had video of testimonies, and I saw my sister here who got healed. What was your name real quick again? What is it? Carol? I remember because I do remember now. Carol, you came to the prayer servant training last week, and you didn't come to learn about prayer servant training. You just came to learn more about the church. Is that correct? And what, what did God do to your knees? Like what happened in the prayer servant training? He healed it. He healed it? Yeah. How? can now walk upstairs without holding on. You can walk upstairs without pain now. Yeah, hold it, without holding on Ooh. to a railing. Without holding on to a railing. How long had it been since you'd done that? Oh, years. Take a guess. Like, you're 32, so how many years? Yeah. Uh, probably about four or five. Four or five years. She hadn't been able to walk up a staircase without holding on to a railing and being in pain, and she's pain-free and walk up on her own. That's incredible. That's incredible. I loved it. Uh, you guys, they were Facebook living the prayer servant training, and your girlfriend got healed of something with her nose over Facebook Live, watching online. So we stream some stuff sometimes. If you come in here, we apologize. You might end up online somewhere. If you don't want to be online, wear some like sunglasses so nobody recognizes you or something. It's super bright in here, so it's you might need them. Um, this is awesome. If you can tell, we really love to have fun around here. Um, this is a great place to have fun. If you see people laughing, it's because they're happy. If you see people crying, hopefully it's not because they're sad, but maybe they're encountering the love of God. We invite you, this is a free place to see Jesus. This is a free place to encounter his love. In the Bible, when people encounter Jesus, sometimes they leapt for joy. Sometimes they'd start spinning. Sometimes they'd start crying. Sometimes they'd collapse at his feet. Things like that happen when God is in a place. So I encourage you, you're totally free to be you. If you're being all like overwhelmingly crazy, we'll come over to you and talk to you and say, would you pray for me? Because I want to be more bold like you are. Okay? It's awesome. I said it earlier, if, if church is always what we expect from it, then we're in charge, not God. I really feel like uh, Jesus was actually healing people during worship of some things. Um, trying to figure out how to check this real quick. Could you guys just stand to your feet just for another second? This will be real quick. Um, Why does Jesus heal people? Well, because he loves them. And if you're in pain, you don't feel very loved, do you? Why did Jesus going around healing the sick? Because his heart is the heart of a good father. And fathers don't want their children in infirmity. They don't want their children in pain. If any of your children were in pain, you'd immediately take them to the hospital, right? You'd, you'd get them on Medicaid. You'd do whatever you can. Well, how much better of a father is God? 
I want you right now just to begin to check your body. Um, do something you couldn't do before. If you had a knee problem, begin to check it, move it around. If you had a shoulder problem, begin to move your shoulder. If you had a problem breathing, begin to breathe in, breathe out. I want you to check right now because I know the Lord was healing folks during worship. He was showing me. Before we got here, he was showing me he was doing some stuff. Just begin to check right now. And if you're like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. The pain in my right knee is gone. The pain in my back is gone. The pain here is gone or that growth disappeared. I just want you to start to wave. Begin to check for right now. I, you can tell how much faith is in a place by how much people check, you know. You don't, how do you know if you have a million dollars in your bank account? You, you, you go on, you know, bofa.com or whatever bank you use and you check if there's in there. Just begin to check right now. And if the Lord already healed you of something, I just want you to wave at me really big. Why? Because he gets glory when we celebrate what he did. Uh, it's important for us to testify about what God did. So just begin to check right now. We haven't prayed yet. I just wanted to see what God's already done before we actually say anything. If you, if you know that you've already been healed of something, you're like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. My knee problem's already gone. Just wave at me. just want to see. Thank you, Father. You came in with some pain and it's gone? That's amazing. Where was it? Your knee pain's gone. Really? Are you serious? Chris didn't pay you 20 bucks before the service to do this. I do this because sometimes some of us, we come to church and we're like, ah, are they making this up? Those questions go through your head. You know, even the greatest ministers in the world have doubts sometimes. But you know what you got to learn to do? You got to learn how to doubt your doubts. So anyone else, just begin to check your body out right now. I feel like God's moving all over the room. I want to see what he's doing before we say anything. I want him to get the glory, you know? It's awesome. Someone's being healed. You have a, a problem in your left ankle. I feel, I feel electricity. Is that you, daughter? Is that you? Let me, let me show you what I wrote. That, this is really crazy. I'm going to teach you guys how to do this during the sermon, so that way you don't just think it's somebody special. Um, this is awesome. I, when I was walking by that area, I felt some of these things. Uh, is there somebody over in that area, right over there, um, that also has a problem? Somebody in here that has a problem with their jaw, also with their throat. It's somewhere in this area. By, that's you as well. Thank you, Father. This might be, this might be Jesus. Why don't the rest of you guys just sit for just a second? I'll have her stand. Just stay standing. So you guys can relax and look around and stuff like that. This is cool. You came in with the throat and a jaw stuff as well throat stuff. If you guys are around here, just stretch your hands towards her. Jesus is going to touch her. We just bless what you're doing right now, Jesus. Jesus, you're the healer. God, we're not healers. We can't do anything without you, but good thing we're not without you. Lord, we bless what you're doing. Are you feeling heat come on you, like on your face and stuff like that as we're praying for you, daughter? You feeling, you feel the Lord. That's awesome. Thank you, God. What does the, what does the Lord feel like? It feels good. That's awesome. Check your ankle right now. God did something in there. What's different? Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do something a little funny. Walk over to that railing, touch it, and come back healed. Just walk to the railing, touch the railing. Now touch this one a little further up. That one. Yeah. Now come back healed. Check it again right now. Is that different? Well, walk back and touch it again. How, how do miracles happen? I don't know. You just have to give God opportunity. <sighs> just move it again right now. Now focus on what's different. Yeah, take off your shoes. That's a good word. We're having audience participation right now. This is awesome. Just take off your shoes real quick. We'll check with you in just a second. How do miracles happen? Sometimes you just have to give God a little bit of an opportunity. You know, Jesus prayed for a blind person twice. If he prayed for a blind person twice, we can, we can like watch something happen over 30 seconds and not get nervous about it. I always tell people, focus on what's different. What's different? Because whatever you focus on what's different, you're being thankful. And whatever you're thankful for increases. This is how you do miracles when you go to Walmart or Target or wherever you guys like to shop. Sorry, that wasn't an ad. Are we on Facebook? Did I just give an ad for Walmart and Target? We bless both those stores with the kingdom of God in Jesus' name. I had a couple others that I, I wrote down. We're going to check with her in just a sec because God's touching her. Um, how, Chris, how did you get that word of knowledge? A word of knowledge is something you can't know on your own. It's something God has to reveal to you. Why does God give words of knowledge for healing? Because he wants to impart faith to us that we would receive what he wanted to give us all along. I'll say it again because some of you didn't catch it. He wants to impart faith to us that we would receive what he wanted to give us 
all along. Jesus named himself the healer before you and I were ever born. He wants you healed more than you want to be healed. He wants you whole more than you want to be whole. He wants people saved more than they want to be saved. Amen? While we were yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. The same sacrifice that Jesus Christ gave on the cross for the forgiveness of sins is the same sacrifice he's given for the healing of your body, for the deliverance of your mind, for the wholeness of your entire life. Um, so why does he give words like this? Because he wants to actually impart faith to you that you would feel known. You'd have the spotlight on you, like Rhea said, that you'd be like, wow, God picks me. He's not just overlooking me. God doesn't overlook anybody. Isn't that cool? Thank you, Pastor Jesse. I'm, I'm looking for feedback. I'm just, I'll always get it from you, bro. It's good. Pastor Jesse always says, we started this church to hang out with our friends, namely Jesus, but all of you are included too. You know, if we, if we didn't, you know, launch this church, if God hadn't, we hadn't said yes to do this, he would have picked somebody else. He would have. I'm really glad we did though, because it's fun. I have a few other words uh, for a few people. If you might, you guys notice how we just make this really fun and normal and not crazy and doesn't have to be all like, you know, shouty and just God can just do stuff in the room. Like God can heal people during worship. This is really cool. We're going to see a lot of miracles. I'll probably preach a little bit because we're going through John, but, um, Someone else over here in this area, you've got some kind of issue with your jaw. If that makes sense to you, put your hand up. Jaw issue. It's over here. I believe it's by the aisle over in here, if that makes sense to you. You have a jaw issue as well. Do you want to get healed of it? You can get healed if you're not over there. But I think there also is somebody else. If you guys have a jaw issue, put your hand up again. Anyone with a jaw issue? Why don't you guys just stand up to your feet, and uh, we're just going to pray for you. Um, Go ahead and stand up with the ankle stuff as well again, because we'll just pray for you again. We haven't even done that yet. Yeah, we can do everything. <laughs> Jesus does, does wholesale healing. He does it all. Just stretch your hands towards these folks that are standing. I love it. They already have enough faith by the virtue of them standing. Why? Because them standing is saying, you know what? Maybe you're good enough to do this, God. There's actually somebody here and they were afraid to stand. But God will touch you in your seat anyway. But there's something about faith where God, when you stand, when you step into that place of the unknown, God begins to meet you there. This is what you do with people at Walmart. You'd be like, put your hand on your problem. We're going to pray for you. God's going to heal you right now. Just stretch your hands towards these. In Jesus' name, we command jaw problems to be whole. We command that hip stuff or that, that rib stuff to be healed in Jesus' name. If you're receiving prayer, you don't need to pray. You just hang out. You're just, you're just you know, having a Coke with King Jesus. Just hang out. Yeah, just begin to check your body right now. Do something you couldn't do before. Begin to move. And when you know that there's something dramatically different, they're like, oh my gosh, the pain is decreased. Let's say by 80% or more. Maybe you won't know if you're totally healed till you go run a marathon. But if it's 80% healed or more, once you start waving at me, you're like, the jaw problem's gone, the pain's gone. Stay standing, keep checking. I know it feels nervous, but keep checking, hon. Keep checking. Because miracles happen as you check. Miracles happen as you check. Just do me a favor, let's see. You have the throat stuff. Is that gone? You want to share something? Well, if you ask in front of everybody, I can't say no. Come up here. This is awesome. As she's coming, check your jaw. What's, what's going on there? What's different? Yeah, you could totally do whatever you want. This is awesome, you guys. This is super fun. She asked if she could go touch the pole. There was a, uh, a healing minister around 1900. He went and they saw a million people saved in Africa. He, he just said, I'm going to pray for this rock and anyone who touches the rock will be healed. And they went over and they touched the rock. Well, the rock's Christ. It's a type, amen? So I had her touch the pole. Jesus was slain on the pole, whatever. So just give us your name. What do you want to share? Okay. My name's Andrea, Andy. Um, and I just wanted to share that last night I was talking with a friend and the Lord was totally in our midst. And I was talking about this physical infirmity. And he said, the Lord told me that if, if I'll just trust him with that, then he's able to take it away. So I decided to trust him with what exactly was going on in my throat right then. And it has dramatically like stopped and everything has like ceased happening. So, but when you said that with the ankle and the throat, those are my two main things. So I stood up, but just trusting him with the infirmity gives him the ability to take it away. And so it was just revelation for me, and it totally helped me, and it was the Lord. So I wanted to share it. Thank you. That's yeah. a good word. Sit next to Rodney for a sec. Rodney, you finish her ankle off, okay? This is really cool, you guys. 
How's you, how are you doing? What's different? I can't hear you. you Got to talk a little louder. You haven't felt it yet. That's awesome. Do me a favor. Just close your eyes and say, "Daddy, you love me." I don't pray at all. Just sit there and just let him. There he goes. That's his presence filling you right now. Check it again right now. It's lessening. That's amazing. You guys are getting the full the full tour here of how to get healed. This is awesome. This is awesome. Um, keep stretch your hands towards her, you guys. We just just bless what God's doing. Just say thanks, God, for what you're doing. I just saw a flash of your spine. I don't know if that was your problem, but I just saw a flash. Okay, I just I wasn't sure. I mean, I knew you're moving your spine stuff, but I just saw a flash of the spine, and I see L six, L seven. I just feel like the Lord. Is there an L seven? I don't even know if that's right. Yeah. Yeah. I just bless what you're doing. I just bless what you're doing. God, we just thank you for creative power all around your daughter right now. I'm going to let them keep praying for her. I'm going to check on her later. Just uh, just keep going here. This is fun. Uh, is there someone in the balcony over here that had some type of, um, I don't understand this fully. It was almost maybe a head trauma but a, or a problem that affects your mind, it leads to fuzziness in your mind. Does that make sense to somebody? It's like maybe you, maybe you had a head trauma, something with the head, fuzziness in the mind. Does that make sense to somebody up over in there? Just wave at me. Does that make sense? That makes sense to her too. That makes sense to you. You're allowed to get healed over there too of all these problems. That's awesome. Just, just lay your hands on those. Is she up there? Yeah. Just stretch your hands towards her. Just lay hands on her over there. How did Chris get this? He walked around before the service in different areas of the church and God showed him what he was doing in different areas of the church. You can do this too, friends. God, we just bless what you're doing over there. We just command stuff to come off people's minds. If you're playing for those people with mind stuff, act like you're taking something off of their head that shouldn't be there, like, like, a, like a bad crown. Just grab it and just throw it away in Jesus' name. Those of you that just received prayer, if you feel something happening, you're feeling God's presence or you're feeling something happening, just wave at me. I just want to see what's going on. Thank you, Father. We got one. Thank you, Father. We got two. That's awesome. Thank you, King Jesus. This is fun. This is fun. Um, you guys can get healed of this anywhere. Is there anyone also that in the balcony has a breathing issue? Uh, anything with breathing over here? Breathing? Anywhere, in the, fine, anywhere else in the room you have a breathing issue? Your daughter has it. Why don't you take it for her? If you have a breathing issue, why don't you stand up? Um, I got healed when I was 14 years old. I had dramatic asthma, and my, my mom started praying for me. I literally had an EpiPen. They thought I was going to die multiple times. I'd wake up in the middle of the night, all kinds of things. I just felt that Lord wanted to deliver people of any type of breathing issues today. Just stretch your hands towards these. We just declare in Jesus' name healing virtue right now. We command asthmatic conditions, breathing conditions, Tra traumatic allergies, consistent allergies being healed right now. God, we bless what you're doing all over the room right now. We bless what you're doing. One of you is being healed. You've got something going on on the right side of your neck. It goes down in here. Is that you, daughter? It's funny that I'm looking at you when I'm saying it. We just bless what you're doing. God heals you of all of that stuff right now. There he goes. He delivers you right now. The Lord delivers you. How many of you just received prayer? You're feeling something happening. Go ahead and breathe in. Check it out. You notice something different. You feel warmth on you. You don't have to feel anything to get healed, but a lot of times people do. I just like to interact and see what's going on. That's awesome. Have a seat, guys. It's fun. Yeah. What's going on? How long have you had ankle problems for? Three years. What was going wrong with it? Um... I had to have like a plate and eight screws and they're still in my ankle. And so it's been a lot weaker. Um, but the Lord has been progressively healing it. Would you like to have your pins and screws disappear right now? Yeah. That'd be kind of fun. Um, I've seen God do this at least a hundred times uh, where people with pins or screws disappear. Uh, one time we were in Nebraska and we prayed for a woman. She had metal rods along her spine. They just put two plates in her neck. We prayed for her and her hip pain went away. Well, that's awesome. Her hip pain went away. Well, she went home that day and she started vacuuming. And she noticed she could bend in ways that she shouldn't be able to bend. So she's moving around. She's bending all these different things. So she goes back to the doctors and gets x-rays done. 
doctors got a little nervous. Um, two plates in her neck, gone. Two rods along her spine, gone. Now, when they put the rods along her spine, they have to wrap a wire around the rods to keep them in place. God left the wire but took out the rods. There's no way to surgically remove the rods without taking out the wire, but God left the wire and took out the rods. I'm guessing so the doctors would know it was the same woman. They were actually concerned that they get sued for malpractice because there was no evidence of a surgery that they charged her for. Move your, move your ankle right now. Just move it. Take your shoe off and move your ankle around. Um, this is how this kind of stuff happens. God, we just thank you for what you're doing. Just stretch your hands towards her. We just thank you for what you're doing. How do miracles happen? I don't know. You just let God do it. You just let Jesus be Jesus. Yeah, the power of God is really strong over here right now. God, we thank you for what you're doing. Just command all that stuff to disappear. Just begin to feel for the pins and let me know when you can't feel them. Just begin to feel for them with your hand, maybe. I've had people, their bones fill in, the, the pinholes disappear, pins disappear. Why, why am I doing this with her? Because I actually felt uh, extreme warmth in that ankle while I came up here to minister, and then, I, and then we called her out. And What's different in there, daughter? What's going on? What's different? What are you noticing different? Put it on the floor for a second. And just, just maybe move it around, like stand on it a little bit. Can you go on your tippy toes a little bit? Is there anything different in there? It may feel like a percentage better. So there is there something different? It's a yes or no question. Is there anything different? You could say no if there's not, but is there anything different? Well, in faith, I'm going to say... I didn't ask that. Is there anything different? You can say no. You're allowed to say no. There's nothing different right now. But is there anything different? Yeah, no. There's nothing different right now. It's the same as when you came in? Oh, that's interesting. Well, let's just keep going. You guys okay with keep going? Are you okay if we keep going? Have a seat. Rodney, just keep, you got a word for her? Good. Why don't you come up behind her and whisper it in her ear, okay? This is fun. This is getting really crazy in church. I like this. We don't do this every week. We, we teach too a lot of times. I'm still actually going to teach. I love this. I love that I, you notice I kept interacting with her. She's like, in faith. See, a lot of us were taught, like, I have to believe and I have to say something happened when it didn't. You don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. I don't want you healed by faith. I want you healed. You got healed. You're getting healed. I want you healed. I don't want you healed by faith. I want you healed. Jesus doesn't want you healed by faith. He wants you healed. Like, you don't have to, like, make stuff up. You can say, no, there's nothing different yet. So we'll pray again. It's not the end of the world. This isn't scary. It's only scary if you think it has something to do with you. Oh. <laughs> She's shaking it out. This is awesome. You want me to keep going? Come on. That's awesome. I'm going to keep going. Flip with me. We'll, we'll get some more healing going. But flip with me to John chapter 4. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read a little bit. We're going to be in John chapter 4, the latter part. Uh, feel free to keep getting healed. God's the healer. That means his presence brings healing. His presence is here. That's why we named the church presence. You guys, we named the church presence because people, that's what people felt in your house. They're like, I just feel God's presence. We're like, well, the church could be called presence. It's a great name for a church. John chapter four, uh, Jesse preached last week. Man, I feel God so strong. <laughs> this is awesome. Jesse preached last week. He did an incredible message going through John 4. He also talked to us about the elections and some different stuff like that. Uh, it's awesome. We've been going through John's gospel. We want everyone in this community to know how to read the Bible for themselves so they would receive revelation from it and they would give revelation away. And that's been a lot. <laughs> Power God's over there. That's awesome. People are making noises. This is great. So John's been, uh, Jesse's been preaching through John chapter 4. We're going to go uh, starting in verse 43. It's like where Jesse left off. 
After two days, this is after uh, the Samaritans realized that Jesus is the Savior of the world, Jesus went forth from there into Galilee, for Jesus himself testified that a prophet has no honor in his own country. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting? Jesus is walking around doing tons of miracles, but around his family, around the people that knew him the best, he said that he didn't really have a lot of honor. It's interesting because I can look at Jordan and see the guy I go surfing with, or I can look at Jordan and see the guy who walks with God. See, if we would learn to look at those around us that way, we would actually begin to encounter God more through those around us. Honor is recognizing who someone is without stumbling over who they're not. Honor is recognizing who someone is without stumbling over who they're not. See, when you get familiar with somebody, you know, you, you know what their breath smells like in the morning. You're their roommate. You know, you know the little, their little quirks and stuff like that. You can start to get so familiar with people. We can get familiar with the people around us so much that we actually start to disconnect from the presence of God through those around us. I do this with my wife. I actually sometimes, I don't honor her the way that God honors her. And I don't get to receive from her what God's put in her. I want to encourage you guys, like there's something here. There's something here. Amen. Let's keep reading. When he came to Galilee, the Galileans received him. Isn't that interesting? He came to those that weren't the Jews. He came to those who weren't religious and the religious received him. Uh, Ashley, are you, are you around? I was looking for you. You, you guys went out and ministered to uh, homeless folks. I don't know where she went. There she is. Do you want to share a testimony from the homeless time? I told you I would let you. Yeah? Come on up here. Give her a clap. I wanted her to share. You guys went out on Saturday. You've been doing this kind of every so often. Might do it more regularly. And you guys were ministering to not the religious folks. You were ministering to folks that are living in tents yeah. underneath a bridge in Santa Ana. Want, share whatever you want. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's a lot of Okay, so I went out with Sarah and Tessa, and we went to the tents. Um, there's the ministry that we're working with. They give showers to the homeless. They have food, free clothes, towels, haircuts. But we went out to, like, tell them about it. But we kind of went tent to tent and um, <laughs> uh, just heard people's stories and asked them how they're doing, prayed for them right there. And this one man really stood out to me. He had this hat on that said, and he's sitting in front of his tent, and it says, Grumpy something. And he's like, my name's Grumpy, and I'm grouchy, and I don't like talking to people. Especially in the morning, I tell them to get out of here and all this stuff. And, <laughs> and then Sarah and I were like, well, should we walk away? And he's like, well, you guys are fine. Like, it's fine. And then he ends up, like, telling us his whole story. Um, and I just was hit, too, because sometimes it's hard to listen to everything. <laughs> but we were listening to what he does for work or had done for work with the chemicals and all this stuff. I didn't understand, but I could tell he felt really loved that we were sitting there and listening to him. And then we were like, do you want a haircut? And he's like, yeah. So he came up with us to this, the little area, got some food, and then he sat down and by himself. And so I went over there and um, I just told him, like, you're not meant to be alone. You're not meant to live life by yourself and be isolated. And I, and I told him earlier, I said, I don't think your name's really grumpy. I think it's joy. And I think you should <laughs> change your name. <laughs> and <laughs> he was like, okay. And I told him, I said, it's, you're just, that's all a facade. That's not really who you are. You're not Mr. Grumpy, Grouchy Guy. Um, I was like, you're actually really cool. And we loved hearing your story. And... Um, and he told me, he said, well, my dad taught me that I'm supposed to be alone, that you do everything alone, that you're supposed to just keep people out. And so me telling him, I could tell me telling him that um, you're not meant to be alone and community is powerful. It was like shaking his world. He's like, really? And I was telling him, for me, even my testimony this year, how this community has changed my life and been so powerful and how just... Community is amazing. And I was like, God's community. You're meant for community. You're made for community. And so it was just cool to love on him. And I'd ask him if I could pray for him, and he'd said no. But I just feel like listening to him and loving him was what he needed. And then um, at the prayer training last Sunday, Chris even had said, like, love brings deliverance. And that has really hit me. So even if it's, like, patiently loving someone, um, 
just seeing that transform people. So sometimes we don't see things right away, but just listening to someone and, and showing that we care is just as powerful. So that's awesome. Just give her a clap. That's awesome. They, uh, the team shared with me too how there was a, a person there that couldn't lift their arm up over their head and the team prayed with them and they were able to do all this stuff they couldn't do before. They had all kinds of miracles happen. Just keep hanging out up here. Maybe squeeze in a little bit. This is cool. We just watched this happen over the service. Ronnie, just get over a little bit. You gotta make room for the sweet young lady here. Just make room here. We'll just keep... You wanted to come up every... That's awesome. You got the invitation. This is perfect. We're gonna watch some cool stuff happen in that ankle. I've seen this happen too many times. It's too late. You, you came to church. It's too late, okay? It's just too late. Uh, I remember a woman, uh, she came up to us, and she had a metal plate in her neck, and we were like, you were in a, a car accident. That's why you have a plate. She's like, yeah, it was a brown car. Yeah, God started just keep downloading all this information, just little pictures, you know, just in, in your imagination, just in your heart. But we prayed for it plate disappeared. It was incredible. She's freaking out, went back to the doctor. God's just so good at this stuff, you guys. Like, miracles are only hard if you think that they have to do with you. All right, well, let's just keep reading. Um, so when he came to Gal, the Galans received him, having seen all the things that he did in Jerusalem at the feast. What kind of things were they seeing? Miracles. For they themselves also went. Therefore, he came again to Cain of Galilee, where he had made the water into wine. I love Nicole preached on that a few weeks ago. Listen to it. And there was a royal official whose son was sick at Capernaum. When he heard that Jesus had come out of Judea into Galilee, he went to him and was imploring him to come down and heal his son, for he was at the point of death. So Jesus said to him, this is really important. Dive into this verse. Jesus said to him, unless you people see signs and wonders, you simply will not believe. Jesus is not rebuking them because he's actually doing signs and wonders. If he was rebuking them, he wouldn't be doing them. He's saying, you guys need to see stuff so that you would actually believe in a higher dimension. You know, faith comes by hearing. What comes by seeing? More faith. The royal official said to him, sir, come down before my child dies. Jesus said to him, go, your son lives. The man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him and started off. Now, see, if the man had said, oh, this is just that, this is just that carpenter guy. I don't know if, I don't know, like, I don't really have to believe what he says. No, he had been around when Jesus turned the water into wine. He had heard the story. He's like, this guy can turn water into wine. If he can turn water into wine, and if all these other people have these healing stories that are coming out of this guy, then I want to get around him. I want him to come to my house and heal my son. Well, he comes to Jesus, says, come to my house, heal my son. Jesus says to him, go, your son lives. You see, when Jesus actually speaks through his people, you see, Jesus doesn't just give us an example of what God's like. He gives us an example of what we get to be like too. Okay, anyway, maybe I'll stay. I don't know. I don't know. Is that a okay word? Am I just... You see, Jesus in his incarnation is divine life. Jesus is the father with skin on, but Jesus is also you empowered by the spirit. The man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him and started off. As he was now going down, his slaves met him saying that his son was living. So he inquired of them the hour when he began to get better. Then they said to him yesterday at the seventh hour, the fever left him. So the father knew that it was at that hour in which Jesus said to him, your son lives. And he himself believed in his whole household. Isn't that awesome? One miracle led to salvation for a household. And I realized they weren't saved until Jesus resurrected from the dead, but they're believing in him here. Something's happening in people's hearts through the miraculous. Jesse, I, I only have one message. Have you, you noticed that? I pretty much, he gives me a hard time. He's like, you always just preach the same exact message. I know. It's all I got. It's the same message. Jesus. This is again a second sign that Jesus performed when he had come out of Judea and Galilee. Go with me, John chapter 5, verse 1. There were no chapters or verses when they wrote this. After these things, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. 
There is in Jerusalem by the sheep gate a pool, which is called in Hebrew Bethesda, having five porticos. The word Bethesda there literally means house of mercy or house of grace. There was a, a pool where people would actually go, it says here, and they would lay the sick there. Now, let's just read it. In these lay a multitude of those who were sick, blind, and lame, and withered, waiting for the moving of the waters. For an angel of the Lord went down at certain seasons into the pool and stirred up the water. You guys, this is weird. This is like new agey stuff right here. Like, imagine right here, you know, the YMCA there over in Newport, you know, like there's a big pool there. Imagine a bunch of sick people are laying around that pool. And every so often, the water just starts to move on its own. You know, the jets aren't turned on. They're not doing cleaning. They don't have the vacuum in the pool. The water just starts to swirl and move. And the Jews knew that this was, in fact, an angel that would come down from heaven and stir the water. That's pretty wild stuff. This is pretty weird. For an angel or went down at certain seasons and stirred up the water. Whoever then first, after the stirring up of water, stepped in was made well from whatever disease which with they were afflicted. Whosoever. Anybody that got in that pool, no matter what was wrong with them, the first person in would got healed. Now if an angel could come and stir up water, releasing God's presence. God is the healer, so his presence is healing. Releasing an attribute of God into that water so that whoever got into it was healed, the first person who got. If an angel could do that, imagine what Jesus could do in our midst. It's a good word, Chris. A man was there who had been ill for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had already been a long time in that condition, he said to him, do you wish to get well? Why would Jesus ask the guy that question? 38 years he's had an infirmity. 38 years he's had an affliction. And it says that an angel would come and stir this water. And anyone who jumped in the water at that moment would get healed. Now, if I were that guy, if I were that guy and I had some type of problem, some type of thing going on, and I knew there was something going on when water got stirred up, I would be over that water and I have my pinky over the water. I'd be staring at the water waiting. I'd be staring at the water waiting. Jesus says to him, do you wish to be made well? I love this. The man doesn't even answer the question. The sick man says, sir, there's no doctor here that can help me. (laughs) Sir, the right miracle worker hasn't come through town. (laughs) Sir, the man on TV hasn't called out my word of knowledge yet. (laughs) Sir, there's no one to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. But while I am coming, another man steps down before me. Jesus said to him, get up, pick up your pallet and walk. Now, I wonder if in that moment, that man had an option. I don't know. It doesn't say. But here's Jesus, the father with skin on, looking through the eyes of the son of God, the man, Christ Jesus, and beckoning to this child of God, pick up your pallet and walk. Whom the son sets free is free indeed. He beckons. God is beckoning through Christ Jesus to all of us to pick up our pallet and walk. The man, he probably could have, you know, he could have been like, no, this is just a dude in front of me. I know him. You know, I, I don't know. I, I've heard about this guy. I've heard some miracles happen, but I don't, he could, maybe he could have argued with Jesus. I don't know. But something in the voice of Jesus Christ, the love of the Father, literally penetrated him to his innermost being and spoke to him. He probably felt something warm come over his body. He probably felt something happening. Maybe he did, maybe he didn't. We, we don't know. We only have what we read. Immediately. Say immediately. That is a good word immediately. I was just at, a, uh, at an event. I got to spend uh, just, just a quick thing. It was like a one-day thing. And one of the guys who was sharing, um, he's personally, in face-to-face evangelism, mass crusades, personally led over 15 million people to Christ. F- over 15 million. 
They preach to crowds that are so big you can't fit them in a photograph. They'll preach to crowds that are 500,000, 800,000. People come out. They, they come from all over. They don't even just come for the miracles. They come for the message. But he was preaching, and he was talking about his mentor. His, his mentor's name is Reinhard Bonnke. Some of you guys may have heard him. And um, he had been talking with his mentor for a long period of time, and he was saying to his mentor, we need to have a mission space here in Orlando. We're, we're paying rent on a building. Why are we paying rent on a building when we could actually own it? Why are we investing into somebody else's capital when we could be investing in the ministry's capital? We should own a building. And Reinhardt would always say to him, Daniel, the guy's name's Daniel, Daniel, we don't invest in brick and mortar. We invest in souls. Daniel was like, all right, fine, whatever you say, you're the boss, you know, I'm, you're my mentor, I follow you in this thing. Well, one Saturday morning, Reinhardt calls Daniel on the phone says, Daniel, I must meet with you today. I'm going to try to do Reinhard Bonnke accent in Germany. I don't know if I should do it. Can you do it better than me? You sure? You sure? I want to embarrass you and have you do it. I won't do it. You won't do it. I'm not going to do it. I can't do it. Can you, can you do the Reinhard Bonnke accent or no? Kind of? So, Daniel, come, come to the, come to, come, come. Daniel, we must get this building God is going to move in such a powerful way. <laughs> that was good. Give Jordan a shout. That was awesome. Dan so, so Reinhard calls Daniel and says, I must meet with you today. And Daniel says, Reinhard, you live two hours away from here. Why, can't we just wait till Monday? He says, no, we must meet today. So Daniel says, fine, let's go. They, they meet at their local restaurant. Reinhard drives two hours to come to this meeting. He's like in his 70s. Reinhard sits down and says, the Lord spoke to me today. We're supposed to have a missions base here in Orlando. Daniel says, that's great. I'm really glad God spoke to you on this. I'm really glad that we're, you want to buy a building now. But it's Saturday. We can't do anything about this. We can't call a real estate agent today to get this done. We can't, no one's here in the office. Like, we can't do anything about it. Why did you want to meet today? This is, this is really deep, guys. I want you to catch this. Reinhard leans across the table and says, I simply wanted God to know that when he speaks, Reinhard jumps. Immediately, the man took up his pallet. Immediately, the man became well, picked up his pallet, and began to walk. Now, it was the Sabbath on that day, so the Jews were saying to the man who was cured, it is the Sabbath. It is not permissible for you to carry your pallet. It's church. You're not allowed to have so much fun. <laughs> so they've been, doing it. they've been doing it a long time. We've been doing it a long time. I'll include us in the equation. It's the Sabbath. It's not permissible for you to carry your pallet. But he answered him, the man who was healed. He who made me well was the one who said to me, pick up your pallet and walk. They asked him, who is the man who said to you, pick up your pallet and walk? But the man who was healed did not know who it was. That is crazy to me. This man didn't even know it was Jesus who healed him. It shows you right here that it was not this man's faith that made him whole. It was the faith of the Son of God. We do not even live by our own faith. We've been trying for so long to live by our own faith that we have taken our eyes off of the author and perfecter of faith, the one who actually releases faith in and through our lives. If you would simply look at Jesus, you may not even realize who he is. You may not know that he's your Savior. You may not know that he's the Lord of all creation, but you begin to look at him and faith becomes alive in your heart when you simply behold him who's the author and perfecter. When you look at Jesus, turn your eyes unto Jesus, look full at his wonderful face, and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. You guys know that old song? I didn't know that song. I actually woke up in the middle of the night and an angel was standing in my room singing that song. Uh-oh, I'm getting really crazy in church now. Angels are really normal throughout the Bible. They're so normal that in the book of Acts, they're praying for Peter to get released from prison. An angel goes, releases him from prison. Peter comes to the prayer meeting and knocks on the door. They answer the door. They open it up. The girl freaks out. She goes, oh my gosh, it's Peter. She runs back inside, says, Peter's at the door. They say, it can't be Peter. We're praying for him to get out of jail. God doesn't answer our prayers that quickly. It must be his angel is what they said. They literally thought it was Peter's angel over Peter. That's pretty wild, isn't it? 
Angelic encounters are really normal. Supernatural is really normal. If the supernatural is not happening in church, I want to question how much God's actually there. You see, God will meet us sometimes in the dimension of our own limitations, but he wants to take us outside of the boxes of our minds, the constraints of our minds in which we think he has to operate. And we have to let go of our own expectations in order for that to happen. This man had to let go of his expectations of laying there by the pool of Bethesda every single day. He had to let go of his normal to experience the supranormal, the supernatural. Who is the man who said to you, pick up your pal and walk? The man who's healed did not know who it was, for Jesus had slipped away. Afterward, Jesus found him in the temple and said, behold, you have become well. Do not sin anymore so that nothing worse happens to you. I love how Jesus, when he heals people, he doesn't say, hey, you're a big sinner. You need to repent before you get healed. Anybody ever been there before? People come up to you like, oh, you got back pain? Oh, it's because your, your auntie, she was a Freemason. And her auntie before her, man, she was a mean lady. You know, I think you have unforgiveness towards your great, great ancestor, Adam. He ate of a tree. He ate of the wrong tree. You need to forgive him. Jesus never did that kind of stuff. He simply healed and said, go and sin no more. Quit acting like you're not who I say you are. The man went away and told the Jews that it was Jesus who made him well. For this reason, the Jews were persecuting Jesus. <laughs> Isn't that crazy how we in, in, we in religious circles love to persecute Jesus? Like, man, I don't, I don't really like how those people are getting healed in church on Sunday. It made me kind of nervous, you know, just like all that stuff, you know. Jesus liked to make people nervous. He has no problem with offending our minds to reveal our hearts. And if we control everything that happens in an environment, then we're king, not him. They were persecuting Jesus because he was doing these things in church. But he answered them, the Sabbath. My father is working until now, and I myself am working. What kind of work was he working? The miraculous. For this reason, the Jews were seeking all the more to kill him. That's intense, isn't it? That is intense. Because he was not only breaking the Sabbath, but was also calling God his own father. I'm sure, I'm sure glad they don't try to kill us for calling God our dad. Making himself equal with God. Ooh, that's, that's heavy. I'll stay off that one right now. Uh, therefore, Jesus answered and was saying to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, the son can do nothing of himself unless it is something he sees the father doing. For whatever things the father does, these things the son also does in like manner. For the father loves the son and shows him all things that he is doing. Father will show him greater works than these so that you will marvel. For just as the father raises the dead and gives them life, even so the son gives life to whom he wishes. Stop there. Um, Jesus says to us, he can do nothing on his own initiative. Why is that? Because when Jesus Christ came in the flesh, he literally took his divinity, all the power, all the supremacy he had, and laid it aside and did everything through relationship with his daddy. Through the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Why? Because if Jesus did what he did as God, then we would not be responsible to reproduce his acts in the earth. Paul tells us that we're called to represent Christ, to present him again to humanity. If you're his body, that means he moves through you. Many of us, the answers that we actually want to the problems that are in our life are actually found sometimes through his body that's all around us. There's certain things you can get just straight from God. There's other things you're only going to get through his people. It's a good word, Chris. I don't know where you're getting this stuff. For the father loves the son and shows him all things that he himself is doing. What kind of stuff was the father showing the son? Healing, deliverance, freedom love. Jesus only does what he sees the father doing. If the father were making people sick, if the father were oppressing people, then Jesus wouldn't have gone around making them well. He would have gone around making them sicker. Jesus 
came in the flesh to show us what God's like. He came in the flesh to impart to us faith. He came in the flesh, as it said, these signs and wonders he did in Cain of Galilee to manifest his glory, to show us the glory of God. I want you to stand your feet. God, we just thank you for the miracles that are happening in the room. Lord, I thank you that you're doing a lot more stuff even right now. Just begin to check your body again. We're we're about done. I'll be done in one minute. Just check your body again because God's still moving all over the room. He's healing people. He's healing more knees. He's healing more ankles. He's healing a right ankle too. I kept seeing an x-ray of a a neck problem. Um, I, I believe one of them might be in the booth. Uh, somewhere up in the upper booths up there or over here in these booths. Someone's also being healed right now of an ear problem. You're in the back. It's your right ear. The Lord Jesus heals you right now. Father, I bless what you're doing here in this community. God, I thank you so much that we have the honor of encountering your face every week. God, I just thank you. We bless you in Jesus' name. If I could have the prayer team come up. Um, and just get the house music on. I'm just going to dismiss you. If you want prayer for anything, come to the front. If you've been feeling God's presence on you in a profound way, you're like, man, I, I just know God wants to do something with me today. Come to the front. If you're here today and you have never said yes to following Jesus, you know, the reality is Jesus Christ is the savior of the world, but have you allowed him to be your savior? Have you allowed him into your life? to be your savior? Have you said yes to following Jesus with everything? If you can't answer that question with a yes, then right now is your time to be born again. Right now in this moment is your moment to be born again. Did you guys have him take off his hat or what what are you guys doing over here? There's mints. Let me get a mint. Can I get a mint? That's awesome. Somebody, somebody bless us with mints. If you're here and you've never made a decision to say yes to Jesus, you're here, you've never made that decision. All eyes are open right now. I want you to be bold. Jesus hung naked on a, tro- on a cross for you. If he hung naked on a cross for you, you can confess him before people. He said, if you confess me before men, I'll confess you before my father. If you're here and you've never made that decision, say, yes, I want to give you my life, God. You're doing miracles in front of my eyes today. You're doing stuff in front of my eyes. I realize you're real. You want to follow Jesus. Put your hand up right now. Just be bold. Put your hand up. I'm just going to give you a moment. If there's anybody, put your hand up really high. If there's anyone here, that's you. You've never made a decision to follow Jesus. Put your hand up right now. You're like, I would need to make that decision. Also, if you're here and you know, maybe you haven't been in church in a while, maybe you went through a horrible life situation, you went through certain circumstances that have made made things feel broken, and you feel far away from God, and you know that God brought you here today, and today is a day for you to reinvigorate your yes to God. Put your hand up. If you're here, you're like, I need to say yes to Jesus today. I need to make a decision to follow Jesus today. If you're here, if that's you, that's awesome. Awesome. If you wanted to raise your hand, come up to the front to get prayer. Just bring the music on. Thanks, you guys. You guys are dismissed. Pray for people around you. Give people a word. Encourage them. Let's give Jesus a shout. He's awesome. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. Be sure to visit our website at presenceoc.org to find out more about Presence Church.